Chapter 36 Sam's Dream He opened his eyes, the sting of his fall burning his hands and knees. Steadying himself against the guide cables, he looked down at his shirt to see a ragged tear down the side where it had caught against the metal mesh of the decking. Oh no, he said to himself. Mom was going to be so mad at him for tearing his shirt. He looked up to see Kyle standing, facing him on the other side of the bridge. Kyle, wait, I fell, he yelled, pushing himself back to his feet. One leg buckled a little as he stood up, the pain increasing as he put weight on it. Pushing through, he focused again on the other side of the bridge and moved ahead, putting all the effort he could into keeping his eyes from looking down. Step by limping step, he made it to the opposite tower where Kyle waited for him. You okay, Sam? he asked, spotting the tear in his shirt. Oh man, Mom's going to kill you. Don't tell her, okay? he asked as he looked over the edge of the platform. Sam, she's going to find out. We can tell her that a hawk ripped it, or a falcon. She's not going to believe that. Just tell her, he pleaded, as Kyle began descending the ladder to the ground below. Or I'll tell on you about the firecrackers. Okay, okay, come on, let's go. He climbed down the ladder, looking behind him for a glimpse at Jacob and Scott, who were once again far ahead. Kyle stayed with him as he walked through the neighborhood of small houses by the high school, up Diamond Drive, and behind Urban Park toward his house. Here, give me your shirt and zip up your coat. We'll go upstairs and I'll hide it, Kyle said as they approached the front steps. He complied, ducking behind a parked car to make the change. Hi, Mom, Kyle called as they walked in, quickly ushering him up the stairs while peering into the kitchen. What do you have, Kyle? His mom called back, her voice colored with suspicion. He ran up the stairs as quickly as he could and ducked into his room, closing the door behind him. He could hear voices downstairs as he pulled off his coat and rummaged through his chest of drawers looking for a different shirt to put on. There were rapid steps coming up the stairs as he rooted through the pile of shirts and sweaters. He had just found a Dukes of Hazard shirt, one that he hadn't worn for a long time, and scrambled to pull it over his head as the door to his room opened, but just a little. It was Jacob. You ripped your shirt? I fell on the bridge. Jacob listened for a moment. He could hear his mom's voice downstairs, her temper rising. He finished pulling the shirt on, and he looked to his oldest brother for directions. Jacob looked at him with concern and resignation. You probably better go Sigma, bud. He immediately understood and climbed up onto his bed to start cranking the window open. As he climbed out, he could hear his mother now through the screen door below. She was no longer yelling at Kyle. He could hear his dad responding to her shouts. I know, Joy, but it's just a shirt. He probably... It's not just a shirt. How are you not getting this? Oh, come on. We've been over this and over this. How many times do we have to dig up this one mistake I made years ago? A mistake! A mistake! Is that what you're calling it now? Do you have any idea how many times I've been ready to take Jacob and Kyle and leave you here with you and your little mistake? Oh, come on, Joy. He's just a boy. And it's not his fault. I don't want to hear it, Brian. I work my fingers to the bone to take care of him, to buy clothes for him. He's our son, Joy. Her voice suddenly decreased in volume, but the intensity was white hot. Your son, Brian. Not ours. Yours. I don't think she's going to cool off for a while, came Kyle's voice from the open window as the argument downstairs continued. He didn't know his older brother had been there, just inside the room, but it made him feel better as he perched in the tree near the roof. You want to head over to Tim's house or something? I'd go, but I have chores. 
Okay, he responded quietly. He wished he hadn't ripped his shirt. He climbed down the tree and slipped around the side of the house, sneaking under the kitchen window. Once he was clear, he took off running, but after a minute he decided he didn't want to go to his friend's house after all. He continued down the hill as the sun began to set, past the church and the fire station, past the gas station at the top of the hill, and down to the house near Aspen School that he had begun to call home. But as he stepped in through the unlocked front door, he found only empty rooms. In the kitchen, all the counters were bare, all the cupboards were empty. The living room was devoid of furniture, and the giant picture window, lacking curtains or even rods, opened up to an empty porch in a barren backyard. He didn't even bother with any of the other rooms. They were all gone. Were they forgotten? No, he thought. I remember them. He slumped to the floor against the wall, opposite the big window, and sat down. He pulled his knees to his chest and gazed out into the twilight. He felt her presence before he saw her, so he wasn't startled when she spoke, but he was curious as to where she came from, who she was. I'm sorry, Sam. They're all gone. Where did they go? I don't know. Maybe they were never here. But I remember them. So do I. He turned to look at her. She was pretty, but he didn't recognize her, not yet. She smiled at him, a kind of smile that showed that she felt bad for him. This used to be my home too, you know, she said, sitting down next to him. Did they forget about you too? She looked down. It was before most of them came to live here, so they never knew me. I think I would like to have met them, though. I... I shouldn't have run away from them. I wanted to go back home, but but I don't think my mom wants me to be there. I know, Sam. It's hard for her. Do you know my mom? Only a little. I knew your dad a long time ago, when he worked at Safeway. He thought for a moment. After I fell off the bridge, I saw them. They looked so happy. They were all playing together and smiling and... I don't think I've ever seen my mom smile like that before. She looked at him again with a kind smile. What does she say that I'm not her son? Is it because I'm Step? She smiled and gave a gentle nod. I think you're right. But Step means special, right? Sam, you're very special. It's just that, Sam, it's that you weren't one of her babies. You started out as the baby of someone else, and that's hard for her. He thought about that for a minute, trying to figure it out. I was the baby of my dad? She let out a quiet, polite chuckle. Yes. What happened was that your dad made a mistake, a bad choice. A sin? Yes. He made someone else have a baby, and that baby was you. Who did he make have a baby? She didn't answer him, but looked at him again with a gentle smile. This time her eyes sparkled just a little more, like tears were growing inside them. He didn't know if they were happy tears or sad tears, but now, looking at them, now he recognized her eyes. I think, I think I do remember you a little bit. She looked forward, out the big window. I used to take care of you a long time ago. When I was a baby? She nodded. 
I didn't want to leave you, but I couldn't take care of you anymore. But I always wanted to come back to be with you. I've missed you, Sam. She turned back toward him, and the tears started coming out of her eyes and down her cheeks. I've missed you a lot. He followed a tear with his eyes as it ran down past her still smiling lips. Maybe they were happy tears, because she was smiling? The tear continued down, over her cheek and on toward the curve of her jaw, where it crossed into a spot of darker skin that he hadn't noticed before, but which, like the rest of her face, seemed now comfortably familiar. He reached up to catch the tear with the side of his finger, feeling her warmth in this otherwise cold, quiet, and lonely place, and laid his head on her chest. Tenderly, she put her arms around him, and he felt safe, warm, and loved. But you can be with me now, right? he asked, after several quiet moments passed. For a while, she answered softly. We don't need to hurry. <laughs>